0: Act Four of Paul Jones by Alexandre Dumas, translated by William Berger. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Four, Scene One, Achar's two rooms separated by a partition. In the first, on the left, the entrance door in the back, a window on the left side covered by a large curtain in the middle on the right the door communicating between the two rooms in the second room a bed in the back part on the right-hand side surrounded by green curtains an ivory crucifix above the bolster of the bed a table near the bedstead close to the bolster on it a lighted candle and the bible on a small desk on the same side a window a large armchair. opposite on the left side of the door a wardrobe night Achard in an armchair, Lafeu by his side.
1: Do you wish
2: for anything else, Mister Ashard? Nothing. Shall I send someone to attend you? A priest. There is none, you know, within two leagues, except our chaplain in the chateau. Then leave me alone. I thank you. Goodbye, Mister Achard. Farewell.
0: Exit la feuille. alone.
2: The priest and the physician are attending the marquis. So heaven calls us before its throne on the same day, that we may answer for our sins together. Heaven is just, but where is man's justice? To let me die without help, without comfort, could not a share fall to my lot? He, who fears death, why does he not keep the physician and send me the priest? I, who am weary of this life. But a priest? A priest? He would have heard my confession. I would have delivered those papers to him. And the marchioness? Oh, that woman renders my death as solitary and desperate as she has made my life. Oh, for a few words of prayer, of peace in my last hour. A voice of comfort would have made the flight of my soul from this world to another cheering.
0: Throws his head back.
2: Heaven wills it not. Let me resign myself. The will of Heaven be done.
0: Enter Paul, runs quickly to Achard. My father.
2: Oh. IS IT THOU? I DID NOT HOPE FOR THESE JOYS.
1: AND COULD YOU SUPPOSE THAT THE MOMENT I HEARD OF YOUR SICKNESS?
2: BUT I DID NOT KNOW WHERE TO LOOK FOR THEE, WHERE SEND THEE A MESSAGE.
1: I WAS AT THE CHATEAU. I HEARD ALL, AND HASTENED TO SEE YOU. BUT HOW IS IT YOU ARE LEFT ALONE HERE, NO ATTENDANT?
2: THEY HAVE KEPT THE DOCTOR FROM ME. THEY REFUSED TO SEND ME THE PRIEST.
1: Let me get a horse, and in an hour.
2: An hour hence will be too late. Too well, I feel, the physician can aid me no more. But a priest.
1: Father, I cannot replace a priest's sacred mission. But I can talk to you of heaven, its greatness, its goodness.
2: Yes. But let us first have done with the things of this world, that nothing may disturb our thoughts of heaven. I hear the Marquis is also dying.
1: So they say.
2: The moment he is dead, you know, the papers in this wardrobe are to be delivered to you.
1: You told me so.
2: If I die before him, if I die without a priest, to whom shall I entrust that sacred deposit?
0: Shows him a key under his pillow.
2: Take that key. It opens that wardrobe. You will there find a small box. You are a man of honor. Swear that thou wilt not open that box till after the death of the Marquis.
1: I do solemnly swear.
2: Heaven bless you. Now I can die in peace.
1: You can die like an honest man. The son gives you his hand in this world. The father will welcome you in the next. Thou trusty friend, obedient to the living, faithful to the dead.
2: Would to heaven I had for once disobeyed him. I might have prevented that duel. I should not have been a witness. Tis this, Paul, I would have said to the priest. That fault weighs heavily on my conscience, that solitary duel, murder I should call it am i not a sharer in that crime
1: no father i am ignorant whether the laws of what they call honor in this world stand fair in the eyes of heaven whether our religion forbidding crime permits a fellow creature seeking another's blood for vengeance sake or if the hand of heaven directs the pistol or the sword this i know not but i feel i should have acted in your place as you have done if i am wrong then do I share your error, and more than any other man have a right to pardon you. I, in my name, in the name of my dead father, pardon you.
2: Bless you, my son, for bringing comfort to a dying sinner. Horrid are the pangs of remorse. They lead to doubts of heaven's power. And who doubts that doubts punishment.
1: Hear me, Ashard. I ALSO DOUBTED. I ALSO WAS AN UNBELIEVER, TILL REASON SHED ITS LIGHT UPON ME. SEEK FOR HEAVEN IN THE WORKS OF ITS CREATION. THEN BEGAN MY WANDERINGS, WITH AN ETERNAL SECRET BETWEEN HEAVEN, THE WIDE OCEAN, AND MYSELF. IN THE SOLITUDES OF THAT GLORIOUS NEW WORLD, ROAMING THROUGH WILDS, THEN PERHAPS FOR THE FIRST TIME PRESSED BY HUMAN FOOTSTEPS, NO ROOF BUT THE BLUE CANOPY OF HEAVEN, NO RESTING-PLACE BUT THE DAMP GROUND there i awoke there the all-powerful voice of nature spoke to me first in all her glory for a long time did i wander ere i understood that powerful language amid the living works of nature the limpid stream the wild cataract the forest tree the perfume of flowers and plants the mist vanished from my eyes the weight which oppressed my heart disappeared THEN I UNDERSTOOD THE UNIVERSAL HOMAGE ALL NATURE YIELDS TO HER CREATOR. I LOOKED TOWARDS THE OCEAN, AND A BRIGHTER LIGHT, A DEEPER CONVICTION shone UPON MY MIND. EARTH IS A LIMITED SPHERE, THE OCEAN, THE IMMENSITY, THE MOST POWERFUL, THE GRANDEST OF THE WORKS OF GOD. I HEARD IT ROARING AS AN ANGRY LION. HE SPOKE, AND IT CROUCHED DOWN, AS A DOG BEFORE ITS MASTER. I SAW IT RISE LIKE THE GIANTS OF OLD STORMING THE HEAVENS. THE TEMPEST RAGED, ITS FURIOUS WAVES STRUGGLED WITH THE LIGHTNING TO DROWN THE THUNDER'S ROAR, THEN AGAIN BRIGHT AND UNRUFFLED AS A MIRROR, REFLECTING THE CLEAR LIGHT OF EVEN, THE LAST STAR OF HEAVEN. ON EARTH I LEARNED THE EXISTENCE OF A CREATOR, ON THE OCEAN I BEHELD HIS POWER, IN SOLITUDE AMID THE TEMPEST HEARD HIS VOICE, THEN ALL DOUBTS LEFT ME, I BECAME A CHRISTIAN, I BELIEVED AND PRAYED
0: kneels down his hands joined in prayer praying half loud
2: father of heaven i believe in thee
1: see father a priest would not have spoken to thee as i have done i speak to you as a rude sailor more used to words of death than comfort forgive me
2: thou madest me believe and pray like thee what could a priest do more
0: He goes towards his bed, assisted by Paul.
2: What thou hast told me is great and glorious. Let me think of it. Let me reflect
0: on it. Lays down on his bed.
2: When I feel death approaching, I will call thee.
0: Paul closes the curtains on him.
1: Rest easy. I shall be here.
0: Sits down on the chair, at the foot of the bed, for a moment absorbed in his thoughts suddenly a voice outdoors is heard margaret from outside paul paul quickly raising his head who calls me margaret outside but near the door paul paul running towards the door it is her voice he opens the door and finds margaret her hair disheveled and sinking down what is the matter tell me margaret falling on her knees
3: help Help!
1: Paul, raising her. What art thou afraid of? Who pursues thee? Why come at this hour? Oh, I would have fled at
3: any hour, by day or night, far as the earth would bear me, till I could find a bosom on which to shed my tears, an arm to protect me. I would have fled. Paul,
1: Paul! Throwing herself in his arms. My father is dead. Poor child! Thou hast fled from the house of a dead man to enter one of a dying man. Death behind thee in thy dwelling. It meets thee again in the cottage. Yes, yes,
3: but here, an easy, quiet death. There, death and despair. Oh, Paul, if you knew what I have seen! Tell me all. You know the terrible effect your voice and presence had on my father. I do. He was carried speechless to his apartment.
1: I spoke to your mother. He heard me. "'It is no fault of mine.'
3: "'I could not resist my anguish, "'even though sure to irritate my mother. "'I went upstairs. "'The door was shut. "'I knocked softly. "'I heard a feeble voice ask. "'Who was there?'
1: "'And your
3: mother?' "'My mother was gone. "'She had locked the door. "'But when he knew my voice, "'when I told him who I was, "'Margaret, his daughter, "'he told me to look for a private staircase, "'which leads to his chamber by a closet. "'An instant after, I was at his bedside. He gave me his blessing, a father's blessing. I trust God will give me his.
1: Yes, quiet thyself. Weep for thy father, my child. But weep no longer for thyself, for thou art saved.
3: That moment, Paul, when I was kneeling down, kissing his hands, that moment I heard my mother's footsteps. She came by the private staircase. I knew her voice. So did my father. He embraced me. For the last time and made me a sign to hasten away i obeyed but i was so bewildered so agitated i mistook the door and instead of taking the staircase by which i came i entered a closet having no passage out my mother entered with a priest oh she was paler than a dying man himself
1: great god
3: the priest sat down near the pillar my mother remained standing at the foot of the bed paul do you hear i was there i cannot escape a daughter forced to hear her father's confession is it not horrible i sat not i fell on my knees i shut my eyes that i might not see i pray that i might not hear yet against my will i saw i heard and what i heard forever will remain impressed upon my memory i heard my father speak of broken vows adieu murder and at each word my mother's cheek grew paler raising her voice to drown his dying word she cried believe him not holy father he is mad he is insane believe him not poor what a horrid sight sacrilegious unholy a cold dew came upon my brow i fainted
1: heavenly justice
3: when i recovered all around was silent as the grave my mother and the priest were gone i looked upon the bed and saw beneath the sheet A corpse? All was over. An icy fear, unconquerable, mortal, forced me from the room. I fled downstairs. I know not how. I passed through doors, passages. At last, the cool air told me I was outside the house. I recollected you had told me I should find you here. And I rushed madly on. I fancied I beheld shadows, spectres, pursue me. Turning an alley was i mad i thought i saw my mother in her mourning robes twas then you heard my cries a few steps more and i fell down before this door had it not opened i had died for i was distracted and i thought listen hark going nearer to paul i
0: hear footsteps the door in the centre opens the marchioness appears margaret hiding herself behind the window curtains and covering Paul also with the window curtains. Look, look! Enter Marchioness. The stage is dark. Marchioness enters slowly, shuts the door after her, locks it, and without seeing Paul and Margaret, goes to the first chamber, enters the second, and sits down near the foot of Ashar's bed. Ashar opens a side of the curtains.
2: Who is there?
0: Marchioness opens the other curtains. It is I.
2: You? What do you want near the bed of a dying
0: man?
4: I come to offer thee a proposal.
2: To lose my soul, is it not?
4: No, to save it. Asha, thou askest nothing in this world but a priest. Is it not so?
2: You refused me, your chaplain.
4: He will be here in five minutes, if thou wishest it.
2: Let him come, but make haste.
4: But if I procure thee the peace of heaven, wilt thou procure for me peace in this world? Say.
2: What can I do for you?
4: Dying, thou wouldst have a priest. Living, thou knowest what I would have of thee.
2: You would shut the gates of heaven to me by a perjury.
4: I'll open them to you by a pardon.
2: That pardon is already granted to me.
0: And by whom?
2: The only one who had a right to grant it.
0: Marchioness, ironically. Has Morley come back from heaven? No,
2: but he left a son on earth.
4: And didst thou also see him again?
2: Yes.
4: And didst thou tell him all? all and the papers the documents
0: of his birth
2: the marquis was not dead the papers are here
0: achar falls on her knees achar
4: have pity on me
2: you kneeling before me madam
4: yes old man yes i am kneeling to thee i supplicate i implore thee thou holdest in thy dying hands my honour the honour of one of the noblest the oldest families of France. my past my future life those papers oh they are my life or death more my name my reputation that of my children well dost thou know what i have suffered to bear that name spotless didst thou believe that my heart was not that of a mortal did not contain the feelings of a loving woman, a wife, a mother, I smothered them all one after the other. That strife was a long one for during twenty years it lasted.
0: Margaret, in the next room, what does she say? Oh heaven,
1: here heaven wills that all shall come to the light of day,
2: Madam, You doubted heaven's goodness, you forgot. He pardoned the adulteress
4: yes he did but not man they were they not about to immolate her ere he came and men who for twenty generations were wont to respect my name to honour our family would now despise me cover me with shame ah oh, my god rises my god i have suffered such bitter pangs thou wilt pardon me in thy mercy And am I alone exposed to the railings of the world? Will not my two children bear the same disgrace? Is not the other, the firstborn? He is my child, well do I know it. So is Emmanuel, so is Margaret. But have I a right to force them to call him brother? Hast thou forgotten he is the son of the Marquis Dore by right of law, the head of our family? Dost thou forget that he is master of our titles? of our fortune let him invoke that law and what remains to Emmanuel, the templars maltese cross to margaret a
3: convent margaret aside yes yes a convent a convent where i may pray for you my mother silence
2: oh madam you know him not his noble nature
4: no but i know the human heart he can recover a name a fortune who has neither and canst thou believe he would give up that fortune that name
2: yes he will only ask him to do so
4: and what right have i to ask that sacrifice of him what right to beg of him to spare me emmanuel margaret he will say madame i know you not i never saw you who
0: are you, achar, growing fainter in
2: his name, madam, in his name, I engage, I swear,
0: Marchioness, bending over him and watching the progress of his death, thou engagest, thou
4: swearest, and on thy bare word thou wouldst have me risk the years that I may live against the few minutes left thee to die i have begged of thee i have implored thee for the last time yet do i once more beg thee implore thee to restore those
0: papers
2: they are not mine they're his
0: marchioness with energy i must have them
4: i tell thee
2: Oh merciful heaven
4: nobody is near thee We are alone. That key, say'st thou,
0: never quits thee. Would you tear it from a dying man? Marchioness, with a smothered voice, and falling down on the chair. No, I shall wait. Achar, rising on his seat.
2: Let me die in peace. Leave me.
0: Taking the crucifix.
2: Leave me in the name of heaven.
0: He falls back on his bed, dying. Marchioness bending down under the crucifix. Oh, she shuts the bed curtains. Oh, uh, horror, horror on your
1: knees, Margaret.
0: Marchioness passing her arm between the closed curtains tears the key from asha's hands, rises, goes towards the wardrobe, looking at the bed in terror. Paul meets her halfway, and when she is about opening the wardrobe with the key, he takes her by the arm. She cries out, "Ah!
1: Give me that key, mother. The Marquis is dead. Those papers are mine now.
0: Marchioness, moves back in astonishment, sinks in the armchair.
4: Heavenly Justice, it is my son.
0: Margaret, on her knees in the other room, raising her hands to heaven, Gracious heaven! it is my brother! End of act four.